Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Monday evening here with an episode titled 33 Ways to Stress Less. And right off the bat, you're probably asking why 33 ways. Well, my wife is 33 years old, and she has been a stress ball most of her life. She suffers from the you know perfectionism issue a lot of people out there listening have, and, and she's rounding 33, heading into 34, and has finally started to figure it out and started to realize that you know all this stress is doing nothing but harm uh, and doing zero good in her life. So that is why we're going to go with 33 ways to stress less. Honestly, we probably could have went with 26 or 67. There's a handful of ways, but uh, I think you guys will get the gist of it here, and I'm going to give you a handful of tactics you can take with you and hopefully help you realize that all this stress is really, you know, doing a huge harm and disservice to the happiness in your life. And a good documentary uh, that BJ Gadur had turned me on to was uh, One Nation Under Stress. I think it's uh, on HBO currently. Uh, so if you guys do give that a watch, uh, it does. it is very eye-opening, um, and it kind of paints a really, you know, broad and clear picture of what stress is doing to us, um, specifically Americans uh, who are, you know, living in our country today uh, in the, in the fast-paced, high-speed world we live in. But honestly, everybody everywhere, I think, is uh, definitely feeling the effects of it. And also, I want to do this podcast because I'm currently um, in Hawaii. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can tell I'm a little bit sun-kissed or sunburnt uh, on my forehead. This is typically a place, this is our, our favorite place, honestly, probably on the planet uh, that we can come to and where we we tend to do less here um, and stress less and really don't have a schedule and we just kind of, you know, wander throughout the day and the biggest issue we have is, you know, where are we going to go to eat, I guess, if you will. So uh, not a bad uh, not a bad place to be in. So touching on the whole stress component, stress is obviously a part of our lives. Um, for some of us more than others, I believe, obviously, if you were a, a high earner uh, in America, meaning you make, you know, if you're a 1% earner, you're earning, you know, $445,000 per year, whatever the, the exact number is now, you typically have to take on a lot of stress. If you are uh, a lawyer, if you are a surgeon, um, these type of positions typically, you know, stress is part of the job. Um, it just comes with it, you know, with, with a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress does come with that. And so obviously some of us are better at compartmentalizing it. Some of us can handle more. Some of us can handle less. But when we feel stressed, um, regardless of you know uh, the income level, and obviously you out there who you know single mom with four kids, obviously or, or any mom in general that has you know more than one kid or even a kid, um, you guys are stressed, and, and that does take a toll on your life, and it steals something from you. And we keep tacking it on and on and on. I think you know as you know we evolve as, as humans, we tend to pile more on now than we ever have before because we're accessible to everybody always and more is demanded of, of us and more is expected of us. And when we feel stressed, our bodies react in a certain way. Uh, we release hormones, if you will, and one of those uh, being cortisol. You guys are probably familiar. You've heard it before. And your body goes into this kind of, uh, you know, fight or flight mode, um, which is like a, a built-in mechanism, which is supposed to kind of, you know, help protect us from this impeding danger. However, you know, in the chronic cases of stress, we are experiencing this frequent release of cortisol, which then affects our health negatively um, in a multitude of ways, which I'll listen to. And I think this is important. If you watch the One Nation Under Stress documentary, I believe they give an example of, you know, when we go into this fight or flight mode, which is the, the built-in mechanism to, you know, protect us from this, you know, impending danger, that is only supposed to happen very few times in our life. I don't know if they said it was like, you know, once a month or like once every six months or once a year, but it was not very frequent. And what's happening to us now as humans because of, you know, 
traffic and our job and the economy. And I think a lot of it is is self-inflicted, um, the pressures of the outside world in comparison to keeping up with the Joneses and thinking we have to be in this kind of shape. And if we post it on the internet, what will people think? And they're judging us and all this horse shit and thinking we have to have you know, a 5,000 square foot house and, you know, we have to have, you know, three cars and we have to do all these different things. Those are self-inflicted things. Yeah, that's the culture and the world that I guess we're living in now, but you don't have to participate in it. I'm here to tell you, you're sometimes you're choosing to take on this stress. And if you just downsize your life and live a more, you know, simple, meaningful life, you could get rid of a lot of this stress. And I've said this before, there's only so much stress I'm willing to take on personally because I know if I take on more, it's going to negatively affect my life. And I would rather be in better shape, meaning looking and moving and feeling the way that I do now and making, let's say, $100,000 less per year. So for some of you listening, like if you're making $145,000 a year, you might be better off making seventy nine because you'd be less stressed and you'd actually like enjoy what you're doing. You'd have more free time. You can do some of the other shit that you love outside of just work. And the crazy thing is, I think in the long run, if you love what you do, that you know, 79 is going to turn into the 140 either way. And I believe you're going to end up winning. But that's just my two cents. And so when I talk about stress and how, you know, the release of cortisol can ne- negatively affect your life. Some of the things that can happen when your cortisol is off the charts. One, you guys can get an increase in, in blood pressure, uh, which is not ideal. It can impair your thyroid function, which if you know, if you're trying to get lean um, and fat loss is the goal, when your thyroid is not cooperating, it is like ice skating uphill. It's basically damn near impossible to do. And so when you're overstressed, you cannot be lean. So basically what stress is doing is making you fatter. Uh, making you unhappier and making you unhealthier as you go. It can also slow down your metabolism. Um, It's been shown to lower immunity. So obviously your immune system is compromised. You get sick more often. Obviously then you don't feel good. You can't work out. It's a, a slippery slope you're sliding down. It can also increase that, you know, kind of visceral belly fat, which is associated with, uh, you know, different conditions such as like the, the metabolic syndromes we suffer from. Um, it can also cause insomnia, increase your risk of cardiovascular disease, which is a huge killer, and then also, you know, increase, you know, digestive issues in the body. So, and that's just like the physical responses that your body is showing, not taking into account. Typically, when people are stressed and their hormones are going crazy, they tend to do this emotional kind of binge eating or drinking when they're under the gun, meaning people are trying to, you know, self-medicate and self-escape through, you know, sugar, you know, pizza, cookies, chips, booze, and all the quote-unquote comfort foods, if you will. And it's because of this, like, it's vital, you know, for us to not stress as much as we are. So if you find yourself, you know, consistently stressed out, your body is creating this environment or like, you know, a metabolic, you know, atmosphere that's not friendly for fat loss. And in all reality, it's probably even causing you weight gain, which is again, then obviously perpetuating the problem, leading you into stressing more and overeating more and drinking more and trying to self-medicate and hide. And basically it's just an endless vicious cycle, if that makes sense. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast. And that's why I do think, you know, if it's unplugging or decompressing or slowing down a little bit. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this and you have lofty goals, that's great. But just ask yourself, you know, at what cost? Is the juice worth the squeeze for that? Is you making an extra, and for some of you, an extra $10,000 a year might change the scope of your life. If you make twenty two grand a year and you're going to take a job to do thirty two, I think that's probably a good decision. I don't think that the stress money equilibrium there is going to go out of whack. Now, if you're someone listening to me and you make one thirty six and you're going for a promotion that's, you know, 185, but you're already super stressed, you're overweight, you don't have time for your health or your family to do the things that you love, is that 50 grand really going to make a fucking difference? 
it probably isn't. So these are my 33 ways to stress less for, you know, fat loss, weight loss, just to be healthier, happier, to move better, feel better, and overall just live a better life. Because all of the things I listed, none of you out there wants to have a slower metabolism. You don't want to have elevated blood pressure. You don't want to have a shitty thyroid. You don't want your immune system to be jacked. You for surely don't want an increase in belly fat. There's not one person out there listening that says, you know what? Yeah, sign me up for, you know, increased belly fat. I would like to take, you know, an extra you know, $20,000 a year, you're raising my job for more belly fat. None of you are going to make that trade off. So again, doing these things is hopefully going to alleviate the stress in your life and have you think about it in a way that's going to bring you closer to your goals, which ultimately should just be you guys being healthy and happy, not just, you know, getting into, you know, I'm driving to traffic every single day for this job and I'm traveling and I'm hustling and I'm doing 97 different things that aren't really bringing me happiness. So without further delay, here are my 33 tips to stress less. Number one, you guys have to get quality sleep. Um, the number, obviously, we've done a whole sleep podcast before, whether that's for some of you guys at six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours. I don't know how much you need individually as a person. For most of you listening, probably seven to nine hours is ideal. Sleeping does help remove the cortisol from your system. And the better quality sleep you get, your hormones can regulate. There's 98 million amazing things that happen when you guys do get quality rest and restorative sleep. So making sure that's a priority every single night I think is ideal. I think you guys A will... You'll feel better. Your body will recover quicker. It will heal itself. You'll look younger. You'll have more energy overall, and you'll get way more shit done. So, you know, burning the candle at both ends is, is really not ideal. And being sleep deprived or saying, you know, you're hustling and you're successful and you only sleep two hours a night is not a badge of honor. It's a badge of stupidity. Um, trust me. I thought that for many years, all I can just operate on three hours of sleep. And the reality is I can't, you know, a lot of times when you work those days where you're working and I've done it before, I'm guilty of it. Just like a lot of you are, I've worked, you know, 20 hours in a day and, and worked out super hard. And what happens is if you do that on a Thursday, it robs you of that Friday. It really does. Even if you can gut through most of that Friday, by the end of the day, you're a walking zombie. You're making poor decisions. You can't really send emails. The fact that some days I could even drive to work, uh, you know, was a miracle in itself. So getting quality sleep does matter. Number two, uh, for some of you guys practicing yoga, I think for a lot of you can be a, a great way to alleviate stress. It, it's a time where you can block off an hour to just listen to some, hopefully some 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 chill music have you guys roll essentially to me yoga is a a sexy version of mobility if you will it, to me i call it forced mobility they stick you in a room they dim the lights they turn the heat on a little bit uh they have some chill music flowing and just you guys just kind of you know flow through the process or just slow things down and just sit there and just kind of let your brain wander if you will for a lot of people yoga is a great you know de-stressor number three eat whole healthy foods that provide your body full of energy Obviously, this should go without saying, but the, the quality of the foods you eat and the, the closer to real they can be, the better you guys are going to feel overall. I can't stress this enough. I know people think, oh, it's just, if you're out there listening and you don't believe that, then you've never ate, you know, just real whole foods for probably even three days in a row in your life. Because even after just three days of eating, you know, protein, produce, and water, you do feel a certain way. Um, you go to the bathroom differently, you go to sleep differently, you wake up differently, you sweat differently, you smell differently. Everything in your life is better when you eat a majority of whole real foods. Now, absolutely, I'm on vacation right now and traveling. There's sometimes when you're at the airport and you're trapped in an ecosystem, even for that, you know, half a day or one day, if I have to grab 
two or three things that are outside of my norm, I notice how I feel differently. I don't feel as good. I don't go to the bathroom the same. Nothing quite feels or works the same. So eating whole, nutrient-dense, organic, if you can, foods um, is going to help you guys stress less and feel better overall. Number four, um, just having dinner you know, with your wife or your husband or, or your family or with a good friend. Um, just kicking back, chatting, relaxing, and just you know, sharing a meal together and being present, putting your phones down, just talking to each other, catching up uh, can be a great way to forget about all the shit that's going on in your life and just reconnect with people um, that you haven't connected with in a while. Number five, watching a funny movie or TV show. As overly simplistic as that is, and, and I'm a creature of habit, my wife would say the same thing, I probably watch The Office almost every night before I go to sleep. And if it's not The Office, it's Parks and Recs. Uh, because I, a, I could, if I watch something new, I'm never be able to fall asleep. I'll stay up till four in the morning because I just I want to keep going and going, especially if it's a good show, if it's like suspenseful. Uh, but if it is something like that, A, it's comical, it's funny, um, I'll crack a smile, I'll get a laugh out of it, and it helps me fall asleep and it puts me in a good mood. Um, it doesn't put me in a negative mind state that's nothing serious. My brain isn't, you know, going a thousand miles an hour. I already know what's going to happen in the show. I can sometimes, you know, already almost predict it. And, uh, you know, you just have a laugh. And that's it's a really easy de-stressor. Number six, listening to good music, uh, whatever that is for you guys. For typically most of you, it's, it's probably the more mellow and calming music, the better. Probably not Metallica or, you know, Five Finger Death Punch. But hey, if that's your jam, uh, that's your thing. But for a lot of people, just literally you know, sitting on your couch, putting on music and or just on your back porch or having coffee or whatever your thing is, doing that throughout the day. Sometimes it's the most simplistic, basic things we forget um, can just chill us out. And for a lot of people, you know, music is uh, is the answer. Number seven, playing some old school board games, you know, uh, with your husband, your wife, your kids, uh, some friends around, uh, whether you guys, you know, choose to drink alcohol and do that, it's up to you. Um, but sometimes the most basic things, and when I'm talking about board games, I mean everything from Monopoly, Life, Candyland, Shoots and Ladders. If you guys have read Crossfire, Crossfire was super dope too. Um, but all those things are super fun, and yet we get so busy in our life, we forget to do some of these most simplistic things, like just you know unplugging from the world for a second, putting down email and phone and text and social media, and just playing some old school board games. Especially if you're, you know, you're a Monopoly guy and you play to win. Uh, number eight. Have sex. Uh, as simplistic as that is for a lot of people, and again, obviously, if your life is busy like mine, even my wife and I have to sometimes plan it out um, a day ahead of time because we'll get busy, we get tired, and we're normal humans just like all of you guys are. Um, and if you're not with somebody else, maybe masturbating is your thing. I don't know. Um, all of those things uh, when you guys can have a release of the body is uh, is a great de-stressor for a lot of people. And everybody out there listening, you're all old enough. You've all had sex before, hopefully multiple times. Um, it, it's probably the greatest, you know, stress reliever if you have some pent up, you know, aggression or things going on in your life. It does kind of tend to, you know, give the whole body a buzz and, and mellow you guys down almost instantly. Number nine, going for a walk uh, outside. Um, whether that be, you know, in a city, in nature, it doesn't matter. Again, this kind of goes in the same uh, note as, you know, putting on music, going for a walk, putting on a podcast, going for a walk. Or if you're like me right now and you're about 100 yards from the beach, uh, just putting on your sandals or barefoot and just going for a walk along the beach. If you're lucky enough, you know, to live on a coast or somewhere near water, whether it be a lake or an ocean, uh, that typically tends to do it for me. Um, and those are, again, super simplistic things. A, good for you just to get some, you know, non-fitness activity in. Walking is one of the most underrated things I think we can do for our body and health and fitness, but uh, definitely walking uh, is a great stress reliever. Number 10, obviously working out 
fitness, whether that be bodyweight workouts or you guys lifting weights or doing the things that you like to do. And I'll do a different podcast altogether like on are you doing the wrong exercise? But I think when I say lifting weights and training, obviously I do believe fitness, you know, is a great escape for me, especially when it's, you know, the brainless lifting. If I just set the clock for, you know, five minute blocks or 10 minute blocks, I can just kind of, you know, go and kind of zone out and get a good sweat going. Even if I don't want to be there instantaneously, I always feel better when it's done. Or that's on a treadmill, you guys are walking uphill or just doing a bro workout. If you guys are into, you know, bench press and curls, the, the old school stuff, you know, us young guys grew up on. I do think, you know, fitness and working out um, is one of the best things out there for you to do. Number 11, uh, laugh out loud. Literally, um, just just having a laugh to the point of where like your, your, your stomach hurts. Um, a, it's a great ab workout, too, uh, on a side note. But when you're laughing so hard, your stomach hurts. I mean, you're crying out of your eyes, like you almost like you want it to stop, but you can't. Uh, and whether that's just sharing a funny moment with a friend, family member, getting on a group text message. Uh, we do that a lot with our friends, actually. Um, you know, I have a handful of, you know, different circles of friends where different jokes are appropriate for, for different circles, but um, I typically have two or three running of them at all times, and that might just be, you know, I find something on Instagram that's funny and I share it with them, or I find something that I saw on TV or a song I remembered or a movie clip or, or something just came to me and I'll shoot it out to them. It starts a dialogue where we can, you know, kind of get lost in it for at least a handful of minutes, and it's a, a great way to, uh, you know, let the world's uh, issues we have kind of wash away. Number 12, practicing meditation. Now, uh, I don't practice meditation in the traditional sense like most people do. I do my own, you know, kind of mandatory minutes of mindfulness throughout the day in the way that I do it. I have my own process, which I can talk about in a different podcast altogether. Uh, my wife actually does this. One of our clients, uh, Dave DiLorenzo, does this all the time. Um, they'll actually take, you know, blocks of time where they, you know, kind of shut everybody out, whether it be uh, in their office, in the backyard, just somewhere where they can just literally just sit and be still uh, and, you know, have moments of perspective and gratitude and, and whatever they go through in that process, whether it be, you know, even something as small as a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes of just meditating and just being, you know, mindful. Uh, of the moment and where they're at uh, can go a long way for people. I tend to do it in small gaps, so kind of throughout the day, uh, for the most basic shit. And I've shared this before. You know, probably the one time I really noticed it. I remember I'm in Scottsdale, and it's coming to an end, like summertime, which is like right now for us typically about mid-September. It's still hot, uh, but it's getting you know less like an oven. Um, in, in more like normal life. And I remember I was putting gas in my car in the morning. It was probably like, you know, 5, you know, 30 in the morning. And uh, it's September time. And usually it's, it's still super, super hot in the morning. And I remember a cool breeze came by and I was like, wow, this is super awesome. This is super amazing. And for about 45 seconds, I just like was so grateful for that. And just my brain was just completely clear. As simple and as dumb as that sounds, just having that, you know, moment of gratitude in like a, you know, that's my, you know, instantaneous mindfulness moment of meditation, if you want. Again, obviously, you can practice that for, you know, multiple minutes or whatever works for you guys in your process. Number 13, getting a massage, uh, especially if it's like, you know, a resort type massage, you know, Swedish deep tissue, the basic stuff, just something where they put on the music, dim the lights, it's relaxing, you actually, you know, can fall asleep, not like the the typical massages I've been getting these days where it's like they, you know, put their elbow right up to your hamstring and uh, glute attachment and they say bend your leg and you're almost in tears. I even joke sometimes now with some of the tissue work I get done because I have so many, you know, little kinks in my body. I have to wear a mouth guard to go in there because I'm, I'm gritting my teeth so hard. Not like, not that kind of massage is not what I'm talking. I'm talking about a real legit 
if you're, you know, if you get one by the ocean or by the water, even ideal if you're on vacation or any kind of spa, a place where it's, you know, good music, it's tranquil, it's chill, you can just relax. Um, they work into the body. Those things are, are probably one of the best things to de-stress, um, where you can just kind of be in an environment where you're away from everything and just let that kind of seep into your body. Number 14, uh, reading a good book. Uh, if you guys are book readers, for me, I this is probably a little bit different. I, again, it kind of falls in the same line as, you know, um, listening to a good podcast um, or listening to a good audiobook if you are, or if you're a person who can read, I read like a fourth grader, so it takes me forever, and it's uh, probably more stressful than, you know, uh, less stress, unless it's like a very basic, basic book works, but I think just, you know, finding a spot where you guys like to chill, uh, depending on the environment you want to be in, by a fireplace, um, you know, a guy was reading next to us today, um, actually at the ocean, and I think he was, you know, rather chill and relaxed, but I do think, you know, getting lost in a good book, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, is a great way to chill out. Number 15, just play, man. And I mean play like anything you love to play. And if that's video games, respect. Uh, if it's basketball, awesome. Volleyball, golf for a lot of people is a great de-stressor. For me, uh, bowling, honestly. Um, a lot. I used to bowl as a kid a ton. I still have my own ball, my own shoes, multiple actually. Um, it's in my office and I, it's on a little roller. I mean, I'm, I'm a complete, you know, kingpin dork. I'm like, you know. Bigger and McCracken when I roll up in there, but I do like bowling, and it's a time for my wife typically doesn't enjoy it as much as I do, and will not want to go um, and bowl as many games as I want to, and I'll, I'll a minimum do a series for sure. But I like to just you know show up to the bowling alley about you know three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, me and the eighty-five-year-old people and a little kid's birthday party, and uh, nobody bothers me, nobody knows me, I'm invisible there, I don't matter, nobody wants to talk to me, I'm just a normal fucking dude who's bowling, and. Uh, it's a time where I can get lost in it and just chill. Same thing for basketball. I might just take a basketball and I go to the park on a Friday night late and just, you know, dribble, shoot around. And again, nothing but me just, you know, playing, you know, the game, uh, going through the most basic stuff. It's not about, you know, being fit. It's not about getting a workout. It's just literally just getting up some jumpers and having fun. And if you guys do that through, you know, golf or, or different things or playing games with friends, uh, you know, ping pong, foosball, you name it, uh, play is a great way to to unstress and I'll say this fitness when it's the outcome of something you know not the goal that's when you really become fit that's when you get lost in it and that's when we start to love fitness this is for a different podcast altogether but you ever notice like when you're a kid and you're playing soccer or you're playing basketball or baseball or whatever they drop you off at the park with your friends you're at the YMCA like I was as a kid all of a sudden one, two, three, four hours goes by of you playing street football or of you playing three-on-three basketball or you playing horse with your friends. Like it's Those are the times where we become athletic and we become fit because all of a sudden we worked out for four hours, but it didn't feel like we were working out. We weren't, we weren't dreading the intervals. We weren't counting down the seconds till we could get the fuck out of there. We wanted to play. We didn't, we didn't want it to stop. You didn't want the streetlights to come on. You wanted to kind of harness that and play with it forever. So I do think play is very, very important. Number 16, turn off the fucking news, man. Like, you got to stop watching the news. That's probably the most negative shit that's on TV. I'm not saying you can't be educated uh, and want to learn things and and know stuff about what's going on in the world. That's fine. There's different ways you can get it. But sitting there watching, you know, CNN or Fox and, like, playing all these fucking doomsday scenarios that the world's going to end and the economy's going to melt and you're not going to have a job and, you know, the world's going to be bombed and we're not going to survive is the worst thing that you can do. So please turn off the news. If you, if I was to watch the news every day 
all they talk about is, you know, people getting murdered and the world's going to end and all these 19 negative things. And guess what? I don't watch the news. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't tell you the five most important things going on on the planet right now. And guess what? doesn't matter. I'm still having fun. I'm still making money. I'm in good shape. I feel good. I'm moving good. My life is pretty fucking amazing. And I don't know shit about what's going on in the news. So anybody who tells me, oh, Jeremy, that's so ridiculous. Really? Because I'm a 36-year-old man. And I like to think of myself as being rather successful. And what I mean by that is I'm super fucking happy. I'm super enlightened. I have a ton of gratitude. I do way more good in the world than I do bad. And I never watch the fucking news. So please somebody send me a message and give me an argument of why I should do it. Why I should fill my head with negative shit. I'll wait. Number 17, get a pet, man, or spend some time with somebody who has a pet, for sure. Um, I, I say this all the time, I've never had a pet until our current dog, and our dog is almost nine years old, and it pains me that that dog will not be around, you know, forever, and it will not, you know, probably last my lifetime, and, uh, you know, over half her life is probably gone, if you if you play statistically the numbers, and uh, with that said, that dog is the best investment we have ever made. We got our dog off the Native American Reservation. Uh, we rescued her for 50 bucks, And that dog has brought more value to my life than anything else I've ever bought, hands down. Um, that dog has probably saved you know, more uh, arguments at my house and had made us be more mindful of each other and had more lighthearted moments than anything we ever could have invested in forever. It's the greatest form of therapy there is. Um, always in a good mood always wants to be petted, always wants to take a nap with me, always is happy to see us. Um, literally, that dog is the best investment I've ever made. And when she is gone, it'll be a rough day at her house for sure. Uh, but definitely, it, it's that is probably the greatest de-stressor. Literally just sitting there staring at it um, puts me in a good mood. As dumb as that sounds, like watching my dog just sleep, I still take pictures of it, I still video it, I still think it's fucking amazing. And just sitting there petting her, um, you know, taking her for a walk, throwing a ball with her, giving her treats, my, like, my favorite fucking thing to do in the world, um, just makes me feel good, man. And, and again, that's why I say it's the most simple things. We get so wrapped up in all this shit that we think matters. Um, and just literally just hanging out with your dog um, can do it for me. Number 18, ride your bike, dude. Beach cruiser, mountain bike, road bike, doesn't matter. Riding your bike is fun. We did it as kids. If you're still, you know, fit enough, call your best friend, give your best friend a buck on the front handlebars, or if you got some back pegs, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but in all seriousness, riding a bike is cool. It's fun. Uh, a lot of adults tend to stop doing it. If nothing else, just get yourself a nice beach cruiser and roll around for a handful of minutes. It's a good time. It's a great form of cheap, safe exercise, and uh, it's fun to do. Number 19, practice kind of daily self-acceptance or like some self-affirmations, whether it's looking in the mirror or telling yourself just positive things to kick off your day. Uh, I've shared with you guys before, you know, the, the notes to myself that I've written. This is kind of on the same concept, but again, just loving yourself and having perspective and gratitude and telling yourself, you know, reminding yourself of all the amazing gifts that you do have and all the awesome shit going on in your life and promising yourself to focus on that and not focusing on the two or three things you don't like about your life tends to help you be a less stressful human. Number 20, hug somebody you love. Husband, wife, mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever it is. Hugs help. Hugs matter. So do them often. Number 21, take a mental health day. 
um, to stay at home and just relax and chill. You know, we'll watch Netflix, catch a movie, lay by your pool, do some shit that you love um, by yourself or with people you enjoy. Either one's fine, but just having, you know, a, a decompression day or a day to turn things off or do your process, whatever that is for you. Um, but staying at home and just relaxing a day of doing, you know, essentially nothing can sometimes be the best thing you can do for yourself. Number 22, write down all the things that you're thankful for today, all the things that you have gratitude for, all the things you have perspective on, just a list of just a random Wednesday, just be like, I'm thankful for these 22 things today. Um, See if that doesn't change the mood you're in almost instantly and be real about them and don't bullshit it. Just take your time and write down the things that you are thankful for that you have in the world in your life. I promise you um, it's a much bigger list than you can even come up with on the spot. Number 23, create something. Um, If you guys are into that, whether it's drawing, um, if it's, you know, painting, if it's sculpting, if it's writing, if that's part of your process, creating, if it's a podcast, if it's a video, whatever you like to do, if you're a creator, create. Um, The creators dominate the world. And for me, it is obviously podcasting. For me, it is video content. For me, it is writing. Um, and, And I'd rather do that more than... 97 other things for me i'd rather sit down if i if i'm in the the mood and i have the right mindset to do it i'd rather sit down and write than just sit and watch nfl football which oddly enough it's monday night football is on right now in front of me but uh i do like to do those things uh and it, it is a way for me to express myself and to decompress and you know not be stressed out about all the things that i have you know important in my life that are stressing me out number 24 I would say don't ignore your issues and your problems. I would say deal with them, um, find a a solution or resolution, and then obviously move on. And if you're with a partner, like a husband or wife, I would say don't go to sleep mad. I don't believe you should ever do that. If you can't, you know, one thing that we do really well of all the the shit that we deal with, uh, we figure out our problems on the spot. Um, If we have an issue, we sit and talk about it, and we talk about best-case scenario, worst-case scenario. We come up with a compromise and a solution or a resolution, and then we move forward. And there's nothing that you should go an an entire day or multiple days being mad at each other about or holding grudges for because life is too short for that. And just sitting and ignoring the problems and think they're going to go away, they're not going to. Uh, and one thing that we do really well is we call each other on our own shit, especially if we're having, you know, little bitch moments or, you know, not acting like a person who has gratitude and perspective on the world. So I think calling each other out on that and dealing with it quickly. Um, and then obviously move forward and, uh, you know, don't live in the past, you know, mistakes happen and arguments happen and stupid comments happen, but the quicker you can deal with those and move on, the better off you'll be. Number 25, reevaluate the way that you're eating and your training. Um, for a lot of you guys, you know, over-exercising and under-eating can be uh, a way that causes a lot of stress in your life or not exercising enough and not being mindful enough of your food is another way. So understanding like, hey, are you at eating too many calories Are you, or are you in too big of a calorie deficit? Are you not exercising enough or are you over-exercising, which both can increase your stress and the cortisol levels in your life. And so you have to really do an audit of how am I sleeping, how am I training, how am I eating, how am I living, and then go from there. Number 26, get some sun, man. Uh, vitamin D is important. And again, it doesn't got to be a lot. I'm not telling you to, you know, turn into a leather bag and spend seven hours in the sun every day, but literally 10 minutes um, in the sun to get catching some vitamin D can do a lot for your body and your life. So make that important. Number 27, for all of you people out there listening, if you are still smoking, you have to quit that shit. I really don't see how that's still a thing. Obviously, cigarettes are like eight, nine bucks a pack, how you can afford it. Um, 
is insane to me that people are still that addicted to it. I understand it's an addiction and I feel bad for you, but you got to, you got to kick it, man. The amount of money that if you took that same amount of money and invested into like a Roth IRA or some, you know, low cost mutual funds or like index funds, um, it literally would turn you into a multimillionaire. Um, but literally it's just, Literally, it's going up in smoke. And also, on the side note, you know, nicotine is shown to increase like the stress levels of the body, despite what you think. So an increase in nicotine in the body can increase your stress levels. Even if you, quote-unquote, feel like you're stressing less, um, science would, would say the otherwise. Number 28, stop being a perfectionist. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody is. The world's not. You're not. You never have been. You never will be. Um, I'm not telling you to like, you know, lower your standards, but in the same sense, I'm kind of telling you to lower your standards. If perfection is the standard you're trying to live by, you won't have a perfect body. You won't have a perfect husband, wife, kids, uh, nothing. None of it is. We're all kind of perfectly flawed and fucked up the way that we are. And we can work to improve ourselves and change the things that we don't love, but it's never going to be perfect, man. You're not going to like every picture you take. You're not going to like every day you have. Every day at your job isn't going to be sunshine and fucking rainbows. Your kid and your husband and your wife isn't always going to be amazing to you. And it won't be, you know, the notebook and everything is not a storybook ending. And that's okay. That's just called life. And the minute you can accept that and understand that, that the standard does not have to be perfect, your life will be less stressful almost instantly. Number 29, smile. Just smile, man. Smile more, smile often, smile at people. Even, you know, obviously if you're having a shitty day, you know, roll with it. Be the stone face, you know, resting bitch face, serial killer murder look. That's fine too for a day or two. Um, but typically if you tend to smile more and smile often, it changes you, uh, your brain chemistry, how you feel, how people interact with you, how you interact with them. And just smiling just puts you in a good mood um, and tends to turn your life in the positive direction rather quickly. Number 30, if you're a dancing person, dance. And I said dance like Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Um, and dance like, you know, the world's watching. Or if you're a shitty dancer like me, maybe make sure that nobody's watching. But if you're a dance person, um, you know, go out and do your thing. Uh, whether it be, you know, to juvenile, back that ass up at the club, acting like you're 19 years old still, or doing it in the shower or in your house by yourself, whatever it may be, you know, get your dance on if that's your thing. Number 31, Taking a legit hot bath or a hot shower or jumping in a spa somewhere you can relax and just, you know, shut out the world, you know, no music, no noise. For me, um, that tends to do it, man. Sometimes like that's the my moments of, you know, mindfulness and just being able to hang out and, you know, I take a bath or a shower and just chill, you know, for 10, 15 minutes and then kind of get on with my day and I can kind of just, you know, wash away the stress of the world, if you will. Number 32, surround yourself with positive people. I can't say this enough, and this is everything, and this is the game, and it always has been and always will be. The circle of people you have in your life can either stress you the fuck out or can lead you to a life of gratitude perspective and much less stress than you're going to have. Um, if you're around people who are negative and they're always on high alert and they're complaining and they don't have perspective and they're stressed about everything, they're going to stress you out. Just by the way that they act, and the people who are always anxious and they're running around and they're high strung and they just can't just chill and they can't be mindful and they can't, you know, step away from the shit for a second. Those people bug me the fuck out and I can't be around them. And when I'm around people who do that, I tell them like, Hey man, you can't be, you can't do that around me. You can't act this way or I'm going to have to go somewhere else because this is messing up, you know, my flow and the part of my process. So surround yourself with positive people because the negative drains and the energy sucks and the vampires, man, they fuck your life up and they stress you out whether you realize it or not. And again, you can be 
you can be a fault into them once in a while. You can help them. You can, you know, kind of, you know, put them on the right path or, you know, point them in the right direction. But over time, they're going to wear you down. You cannot always be surrounded by those people. So please surround yourself with positive, amazing, like-minded human beings. Number 33. This is the key. Ask for help. Literally just ask for help. If there's things in your life that are holding you back or stressing you out or wearing you down and you can't figure it out, you're not sure which way to go or how to make a decision or which direction to kind of take things, ask for help. Ask somebody who's an expert in their field. Ask a friend. Ask a family member. Ask somebody who's been through it before. Ask somebody who's older than you, Um, your parents, uh, your grandma and grandpa, a mentor, somebody in the space who looks like or feels like they have shit figured out, at least in that one arena, you can leverage them. Standing on the shoulders of giants does elevate you to a place you want to be a lot quicker and can kind of success hack your way there and probably half the time. So if you see people who they look like they're enlightened and they're mindful and they have gratitude and they have perspective, ask them for help. Ask them how they got there. Ask them what they do and see if you can't beg, borrow, and steal a handful of those pieces and put them into play in your own life. And I'm going to give you guys a quick bonus here before I let you go. Um, obviously, we called this 33 ways to stress less, but I'm going I'm to title this, you know, number 34. Um, and the bonus is just know that 99% of the shit that you are stressed about and worrying about doesn't fucking matter, man. It just doesn't. Like, we put so much importance and emphasis on things that the rest of the world does not care about, and nobody would notice any different if it went completely the other way. And that goes for like the house you live in, what color it is, like the color of your countertops, your backsplash, your appliances, how much square footage you have, what kind of car you drive, what kind of shoes you wear, what bag you have, what college you graduated from, what school your kids go to, what your kid's GPA is, how good he is at sports. Nobody gives a fuck. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. I know it's super important to you in some aspect, and that's fine. And if you're happy with it, then please put the importance on it. But if it's causing you stress... And it's leading you down a path of comparison and negative shit. Stop doing that because nobody else cares. Like, and I always give this example. Prince died a couple years ago. Prince. Like Purple Rain, Prince. I'm from Minnesota, so obviously I always use Prince as the example. Prince died. And we cared for like a day. And then we all moved on. And even that day, I still went to work. I still paid bills. I still put gas in my car. I did all my normal life shit. And yeah, it's like, I thought about it, but two days later, I didn't think about it. I didn't give a shit. And that's Prince. And you guys are Prince. So to think that your life is so important and all these things matter and that the world is judging and that the world cares, they don't. And even if everybody in the world, first of all, everybody in the world doesn't know you. And they don't give a shit about what's going on in your life because they're so busy in their life, they don't have time to really be concerned about your shit. And if they are, that's their problem and they're fucked because you can't control their opinion anyway. So even if the entire world is watching you, you know, you're on a Super Bowl commercial and they're watching your life unravel and they're like, wow, that's really crazy. That person's life sucks. You can't control their opinion anyway. So why would you sit and worry about it? So the takeaway is just know that 99% of the stuff that you are worried about and that you are stressed about will not matter in a week, a month, five years, or 10 years. And your legacy on this earth is not defined by all the things that you are putting importance on. And for a lot of people, that's how much money I make, or that's if I have six-pack abs, or it's my job title. And it's 97 other things that you think are super important. If it's bringing you happiness, then please put your time into them and please worry about them. But if they're stressing you out and causing you pain and agony and despair and giving you a a feeling of anxiety and sadness, let that shit go because I'm here to tell you one more time, 
99% of that stuff does not matter today, tomorrow, and it never will. And none of us really care because at the end of the day, if you really reverse engineer, we're all so busy with our own lives, we don't really have time to care what everybody else is doing in their life. And the last example I can give that is like when you're at the airport, and I say this too, like when people's flights are delayed and they're trapped, like I hear the stories, I'm like, man, that sucks. And I feel bad for them because I feel like if that was me, it would really suck and I would hate it. But if I was at the airport when I leave here in a couple days and everybody else's flight is delayed and canceled, but my flight is on time, I really don't give a shit because I'm getting on the flight and I'm going home and it's going to work out for my life. And yeah, that sucks for them, but I really don't care. And I'm not saying that because I'm an asshole. It's just the truth. If you guys are in the same situation, you feel the same way. Yet we feel that, oh, it's everybody is worried about us. I promise you guys, they're not. So if you're living that life, you have to let that stuff go almost instantly. And I promise you if you do, and if you just approach every day like, wow, 99% of the problems I'm worrying about, they do not matter. The worst case scenario is they're just going to work themselves out or I'm going to find the solution for it. I'm going to move on. You'll be in a less stressful place almost instantly. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. My quick rant on 33 ways to stress less, especially if you guys are trying to be the healthiest, happiest, fittest version of yourself, especially if, if fat loss is the goal and you're trying to be leaner, you're trying to look the way that you want, doing these things of overanalyzing your life and comparison and stressing about all these arbitrary goals and things that you think really matter are actually pulling you further away from the goal of you looking, moving, and feeling the way that you want to, not just physically, but also mentally, spiritually, and emotionally as well. And so the less stress you can have in your life, I think the better. And if you put together this list, you don't have to do all 33. Some of you guys can. But the ones that really resonate with you, the ones that you know you can implement almost instantly, the ones that you know you need to implement because you're guilty of doing these, I promise you if you can make a seismic shift in these habits, and it might not happen in a day, in a week or a month, but if you slowly integrate them into your life, you're going to be less stressed and what you'll find is you're going to be healthier, you're going to be happier, and in the long run, you're going you're gonna to look and feel the way that you ultimately want to. And what you realize is it wasn't just about macros and a specific workout, it was because you were stressing and causing yourself to be in uh, you know an atmosphere in a metabolic environment that was conducive to you know not losing weight but actually gaining weight and not you know losing fat but actually gaining fat and uh, stress is a powerful tool and uh, you can use it you know for good and for bad but for most of us we're so overly stressed um, it's causing us way more harm uh, than it is good so take that for what it's worth anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast shoot me a message send me a dm i'm happy to record it if i can speak on it i'm gonna to try to get my wife on the podcast maybe tomorrow or the next day um we might do an episode i have like a 65 kind of speed question episode which would be kind of fun i'm gonna take uh, guests through but i'll be the first obviously beta person as that as well kind of like our 21 question series but kind of just more fun uh riff stuff and i have one i want to do maybe uh what it's like being married to you know a business owner entrepreneur and fitness professional kind of all wrapped up into one uh you can hear my wife's take on that and uh how we kind of navigated it for the last decade plus i think for a lot of you guys you get a lot of value out of it even if you aren't you know an entrepreneur you own your own business or a fitness professional uh just being a married couple in general i think uh you'll hear kind of our story and the things that are relatable and uh maybe some tidbits you can take with you guys and uh nothing else probably some funny stories you can relate to along the way so if you're on itunes right now stop don't be a lazy ass. Open up your iTunes or if you're on your iPhone, open up the podcast app or on your Mac or iPad and go to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast app. Click five-star review if you dig it. Write a comment. It could be the most basic thing. Say, hey, Jeremy, I love the podcast. Thank you. Um, 
obviously you guys writing that is kind of the oxygen that keeps me breathing and keeps these podcasts firing out. Um, and obviously, selfishly, the reviews and the comments do let us climb up the rankings of iTunes as well. Or if you're on Spotify, uh, Google Play, or Anchor too, you guys obviously can find us there. But if you're on iTunes, drop the five-star, leave the review. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to and stop stressing over stupid shit. I promise you guys 99% of it does not matter. And if you can let it go, you'll be healthier, happier, you'll move better, and you'll feel better almost instantly. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.